Our first reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 9. Listen now to God's word. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for a living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to the hands of sinners and be crucified on the third day to rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they all told the eleven to go reset. Has something ever taken you totally by surprise? Have you ever been awestruck at the sight before you? I imagine that's how the women felt as they arrived at Jesus' tomb and saw that the stone had been rolled away and he was not there. They were expecting to see the tomb completely sealed with the stone, but instead they were left wondering who had been there. As we were preparing for Youth Sunday, the word stone stood out to all of us, and we chose to focus on that part of the scripture. I began investigating the importance of stone in the Bible, and I discovered that many cultures and religions use stone to symbolize the divine. I mentioned this to my mama, and she told me that several religious songs refer to stone, like Rock of Ages and On Christ the Solid Rock I Stand, and one of my childhood favorites, The Wise Man Built His House Upon the Rock. Stone and rock provide a firm foundation. It makes me wonder, why was it so important for the stone to have been rolled away from Jesus' tomb in the resurrection story? Why didn't Jesus just ascend into heaven? Could it be that the stone that was meant to hold Jesus in the tomb needed to be moved for us to believe the truth that Jesus himself foretold? What stones do we have in our lives that are keeping us from seeing the truth? Are stones of doubt, disbelief, pride, and jealousy keeping us from seeing Jesus? How is about selfishness, peer pressure, fear, greed, and guilt? When our lives are built upon the rock and not behind the rock, we allow Jesus Christ to be the chief cornerstone. As the children's song says, when you build your house upon the rock and as the rains came down and the floods come up, the house on the rock will stand firm. Jesus is the rock and we are the house. He is that firm foundation that we need to build our lives upon. When we roll that stone away, we can trust that Jesus will guide our way. Let's remove the stones in our lives and Jesus and allow Jesus to fill us with awe and wonder. Our second reading today comes from the book of Acts, chapter 7, verses 55 through 60. Listen once again to the word of the Lord. But filled with the Holy Spirit, he gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears and with a loud shout all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of the young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. 
Stephen was stoned physically, but as Christians, we are stoned verbally every day. The metaphorical stones we face are that of ridicule and shame for being Christians. People like to throw questions and insults at us in hopes that they can alter our beliefs and steer us away from God. But we as Christians are called upon to build a rock-solid foundation in the Lord, one that is stronger than the stones flung upon us, just as Stephen did. Before Stephen was even stoned, his attackers were already throwing stones at the heart. They attempted to silence him by plugging their ears and screaming. They might have not been hurling direct insults, but they were still stones. Although, to their dismay, their tactics did not work, because you cannot silence the Lord. Stephen proved that because in the midst of it all, he stood strong in the Lord, and he kept preaching. He did not care that they were trying to tune him out, because he knew in his heart that you cannot tune out the Lord. It is also important to bring our attention to one other thing. During, while he's being stoned, Stephen forgives, showing just how strong his faith was in the Lord. It was so strong, in fact, that he stepped back and put trust that the Lord would deflect the stones. He might have been physically touched by the stones, but not once did they touch his spirit. He never turned away from, his, away from the Lord in his dying breath, despite the fact that preaching the same Lord's word is what got him in this situation. In his last moment, Stephen was on his knees and looking up to the Lord. That is rock-solid faith. It's important to recall times of when you were stoned with words, but what's even more important is to remember if you let those stones chip away at your relationship with the Lord. A time for me where I experienced this happened a couple months ago at school. We were all talking about our religions before class started, and I overheard a girl say, people don't rise from the dead. That's just not how the world works. And others agreed. Hearing my own peers express such disbelief in the foundation in which my faith sits upon hit me hard. Their intentions were not bad, but the stones were thrown. This did hurt me, even angered me at first. But now that I have had time to reflect, I realize they can throw as many insults as they want because they cannot touch my faith. It was almost as hearing someone doubt it strengthened my beliefs even farther. I wish I could say this was the case every time, but it's not. I want you all to walk away from church knowing today that it's okay if the stones are thrown and it's okay if they're hit. That is inevitable. It might not even be insults relating to your beliefs. It could be about your clothing or economic status. Just know that it is not your job to deflect them. It is our job to keep preaching the word and building our faith in Christ, because that in itself will shield you from the stones. As we reflect on the story, I just want to keep in mind that by no means are we trying to be insensitive to the fact that Stephen was actually stoned. Our situation is not the same as what Stephen had to go through, but our relationship with God should be just as strong. So your mission today is to find places where you can improve your relationship with God. This can be through prayer, mission projects, or even just talking about God with others. So go out, build your foundation, and let the stones roll off. The last reading for today comes from Psalms chapter 31, verses 1 through 5, and then verses 15 through 16. Listen once again to God's word for us today. In you, O Lord, I seek refuge. Do not let me ever be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. You indeed, my rock and my fortress, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net that is hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your, into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. 
My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and persecutors. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. This is the word of the Lord. David has found himself being attacked and his enemies publicly humiliating him. David, like many in this situation, is suffering through it all, but he never loses hope in God and what he has planned for him. Preparing for this sermon today, I had to do some research. I wanted to know why David was feeling this way and how he was able to stay so true to the Lord this whole time. The writer I found wrote, although being close to God and praying every day relieves stress, grief, sadness, and anxiety, not all those things just go away. Laying up at night with tears rolling down your face, begging to God for help is what, what I believe many have felt at some point in their lives. In my 15 years of life, I've experienced a lot of things, but I've never experienced the pain of losing someone deeply close to me, like a parent or grandparent. However, my grandmother passed away only 10 months before I was born in a tragic accident. I never got to meet my grandma, and some days I stay up thinking about her and what my life would look like with her. I question God, I really do. How could God take my grandmother only 10 months before I was born? How could he do it before she even got to know who I was? I always feel guilty for thinking these things and questioning God. I wish I got to meet my grandma. Every story I hear and everyone who's ever talked about her says I'm just like her. I know she watching me over, she's watching over me all the way up in heaven. Through stories and many talks about her, I feel like I know her, but I still question God. He's supposed to be my rock, right? The Lord is supposed to help me and protect me, but how come I still feel these, this sadness over someone I never even met? I realize now, God is our rock and always will be our rock. He keeps us grounded, close, and is always there. We are children of God. We believe in the path he will take us down. It might be the road with twists and turns, but he will lead us. Sometimes we don't want to believe the path he has planned, but it is there and we are going down it. But I ask the same question again. Why would God do this? He is our rock, right? Although I might never know the answer to those questions, those, those questions make me lean on God during times of uncertainty. We have all tripped over a rock, maybe stubbed our toe. I know I've gotten mad at a rock for being in my way at times, but these moments remind us of God. There will be things in our way, some being challenges and some being times we don't feel close to God at all. Times you don't think God is even there or he isn't helping you, but God is. There are rocks everywhere. It's in the cement in which many houses are built upon. It's in the sand at beaches. Maybe that's why we feel so close to God at the beach. Our Lord is always there. David knew God would help him in the end. He knew if he held on to what he knew was true about God, he would be okay. God was David's refuge, fortress, and rock, and he is ours too. You might never know why things happen the way they do, but putting God first, making him your shelter, is what makes him our rock. David trusts God into the deepest parts of his being. He knows although what it looks like, God will rescue him. So I tell you this all today, to give you hope. I know life is hard and there are times where you question God, but remember to continue to pray and remember, God is with you and always will be with you, for the Lord is our rock. Amen. Amen. 